three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, just continuing through Deuteronomy, and I did a big going back through parts of numbers just because it really is hard to capture all the essence of Deuteronomy without a little bit of referencing of numbers. So I hope you are reading through numbers yourself and the end of numbers is really where Deuteronomy is happening. And so we are continuing that. Here we are in chapter 3, the defeat of King Og. And this is the, the Minneites, Mennonites, Miniites. Um, and they're also called something else, but we'll, uh, in the Valley of Moab. So... This is the really the third battle, but only two of them are mentioned here in Deuteronomy. So let's start with this one, chapter 3, verse 1. Then we turned and went up the way to Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edri. But the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have given him and all his people and his land into your hand. And you shall do to him as you did to Shahan, the king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon. So the Lord our God gave into our hand Og, also the king of Bashan, and all his people. And we struck him down until he had no survivor left. We took all his cities at that time. There was not a city that we did not take from them. Sixty cities. The whole region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Bashan. And all these were cities fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides very many unwalled villages. And we devoted them to destruction, as we did to Sihon, the king of Heshbon, devoting to destruction every city, men, women, and children. But all the livestock and the spoil of the cities we took as our plunder. So we took the land at that time, out of the hand of the two kings of the Amorites, and were beyond the, who were beyond the Jordan, from the valley of Arnon, the mount, to Mount Hermon. All the cities of the tableland, and all Gilead, and all Bashan, as far as Shalakah and Edri, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. For only Og, the king of Bashan, was left of the remnant of the Rephaim. Behold, his bed was a bed of iron. Is it not in Rabath of the Amorites? Nine cubits was its length and four cubits its breadth, according to the common cubit. We'll stop there. So that last little part, the bed, was probably his coffin. <coughs> or what he was to be buried in, and it's huge. So he, some of them were giant. Now, so this is another battle right here before they're going to go into Promised Land. Matter of fact, this will be some of the land that they are going to settle some of the tribes in, and they're going to be allowed to settle as long as they help the other tribes to settle their land. So, hey, you guys are going to have this land, but only if you come with us to settle the other land. It's kind of the deal, which is going to happen. And so this part of the land 
they are being given by God and they are taking it and you can see that the the world is getting populated 60 cities now a city back then wouldn't be as big as the cities obviously today but this these 60 cities were all walled and they already had iron was it was it iron or steel said um, that they had um, all the cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars. Okay, bars, um, which could be any material almost. But it, so it was massive cities with these walls. And I say massive. Um, I doubt it would have taken a day to walk across the city, but it, you know, it may have been a quarter mile. Um, on each side or even even as big as a mile but there were 60 of them that they would end up taking from this tribe along with many many uh, unwalled towns and villages and they do as they did to the other tribe and this is really the third tribe they're doing this to and they seem to be paying a little bit more attention to, to God's plan for this. But one of the things is, is, what does it take for us to really pay attention to God's plan? Now, some people might say, what does it mean to kill everyone in that tribe? Well, if, you're, if you have God in your midst and, he's, and you've built a tent for him and you see the smoke during the day and the fire at night and this has been going on for 40 years or as long as you've been alive and now you're going out there as a warrior and you're being led by Joshua and Caleb who saw what God did to the Egyptians and you've heard all the stories time and time again and you've heard how your parents and your grandparents were disobedient what happened when they were that way and you and you hear the stories of what God has done, and you are seeing what God is doing. You're in the midst of all that. He seems to have their attention right now as they're going into the promised land. But remember back, he didn't always seem to have their attention or that they were quickly distracted. So how about us? Are we quickly distracted even by the reading of this as I slaughter some of these names and places uh, not that I'm distracting you, but just I think that often we go through something like this and we gloss over it. But it's here is Moses remembering what God did even very recently. So when Moses is saying this, he's, this is all very, very recent, all within the last uh, few months, maybe at the most, that this has happened. And he's re recapping that they are now going into the promised land. And he, he's, sorry, he's getting ready to go over the law again. He's getting ready to talk about how important it is that we obey God. And so here he's pointing out the things that, that they just did because why did they kill all of the men, all the women, all the children and the taking of all of these cities and taking all of the cities and all the villages because they were being obedient and not being distracted. And I think that's something for us to think about. What does obedience to God look like? 
And what does it really look like? What does real, just outright, straight up obedience to God look like? So that's something maybe good for us to ponder today. Um, I'm in the midst of traveling with my wife, who's my my greatest cheerleader for this this podcast. And right now, I'm getting ready um, to go down to Orlando. To uh, I've been discipling. There's a few people that I've been discipling for a decade now, and trying to keep in touch with them so going down for a day and so I am a little tired (laughs) I've been driving and flying so God bless you guys hope this isn't uh, too terrible and I'll try to keep up with my podcast God bless you guys and have a good day